Hey, hey, everybody, it's Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. Welcome to the very first episode of 2021, you guys. Super excited about this new series that we are going to be launching today, and it is all about the bedroom. So we are launching a series called All About Sex, and this is for married people. If you guys know me, you know that I practice a Christian worldview. And so when I'm talking about sex, there's no judgment. However, you're going to hear me talking about married sex. Okay, so I'm super excited. Let me just tell you guys what to expect in this series. We are going to be talking about moods today. That is how we are launching this podcast, because let's face it, y'all. Sometimes we just ain't in the moods, okay? And so we're going to launch this episode talking about moods. We are also going to talk about sexless marriage. Now, you guys may have heard on another podcast episode that I did, I referenced a YouTube video that I did about two years ago called Sexless Marriage. And that video has just gotten so much um, attention, really. So many comments, so many stories, people sending me personal messages about how they are living in a sexless marriage. And so we're going to talk a lot about that on an episode um, coming up. We're also going to talk about overcoming sexual hurdles and challenges in your marriage. We're going to talk about uncovering shame when it comes to sex specifically. We're going to talk about sex after kids. We're going to talk about teaching your kids about sex and my favorite, maintenance sex. Ah, I cannot wait to share that episode with you guys. So for today, what are we going to say? Hmm, let's just be honest, you guys. There are so many times when we just simply are not in the mood and that can be for a plethora of reasons. So we're going to decode that and I'm going to give you some encouragement and some hope as to some real simple things that you can do to ensure that when your spouse is ready, you are too. We're going to have some fantastic guests in this podcast series. And so you guys are going to want to make sure that you listen to every single episode. They are going to build upon each other and your marriage is going to thank you that you actually spent some time investing in your intimate life. So before we jump into today's episode, take a listen to this special announcement. Fellas, are you sick of your wife being too tired for sex? Ladies, do you get annoyed that all your husband seems to want is sex? What if you could take your intimate connection to the next level? I want to teach you about making love outside of the bedroom. Come learn how to make your lovemaking sessions last all day long. Join my hubby Sean and I for a hot and spicy virtual workshop on Tuesday, February 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll help you and your spouse to rekindle those loving feelings you felt when you first came together and make your marriage exciting again. Come with your spouse or come by yourself. Register today for the virtual workshop at danashay.com slash workshops. Whether you've been married for 30 days or 30 years, you won't want to miss this workshop. Register now at danashay.com slash workshops because it's time you made your marriage bed great again. All right, you guys. Well, let's 
get into this episode, y'all. If you have kids around, you might want to go ahead and step out into another room because this episode, and to be honest, this entire podcast series is, mm, I would say, PG-13 to rated R. And you probably don't want a six-year-old asking you unsolicited questions because of what they're going to hear me talk about. So you guys, let's be honest. There's times that we're just not feeling the whole sex thing. I mean, we know that sex is a huge part of marriage, right? It's an important part of marriage. But to be honest, sometimes we just don't feel like it. It takes a long time. It's messy. I mean, not to be too graphic, but let's just be real. Like there's a lot involved in it. And sometimes we just don't feel like going through all that. And to be honest, you guys, there are times that that's okay. You know, you're not always going to be in the mood every single night. You're not going to be dangling from the chandelier with lingerie on every single night. There's going to be times, especially for my ladies, you're just not going to feel it. You're not going to be into it. And this has nothing to do with your love or your commitment or your devotion to your spouse. A lot of times there's underlying issues and we're going to break down several reasons on this episode as to why we are not sometimes in the mood for sex. Now, I'm going to make some generalizations here, okay? I don't want to assume that it's always the women who are not interested in sex because some of y'all women are like hot cheetahs, okay? And you're like, listen, my husband needs to get it together because I'm the one struggling here. He's the one who's not in the mood. And that can be really hurtful. That can be really detrimental to a marriage and it can open the door for some infidelity. Now, I'm not excusing anyone who has stepped outside of their marriage because their spouse is not having sex with them. Please do not hear me say that. What I am saying, though, is that as much as depends on you, you want to make sure that that door stays padlocked, shut tight, closed, okay? So let's talk about why we're not in the mood. There can be a million reasons, and I don't have the time to talk about every single reason, nor do I know every single reason. So I'm going to talk to you about some of the most common reasons why sometimes we're just not in the mood and then what we can do to actually get ourselves into the mood. So the first reason, sometimes y'all, we are just doing the most. We are doing way too much. We are working, we have businesses, we've got children, we've got parents that we're taking care of, we've got volunteer work, we've got neighbors that we're trying to befriend, we've got friends, we've got so many things going on. And sometimes, y'all, we just want to crawl into the bed at night and just go to sleep. We don't want to have to, quote, perform anymore. And this can be really hard if your spouse does not run at the same pace that you do. For example, if you're a husband, let's say, and you are the one who's like, gosh, my wife is never in the mood, but she's the one that's taking care of the kids all day. And she's the one who's working outside the home all day. And she then had to get off work and then come home and make dinner and then clean up the dinner. And I mean, that's a lot to expect that she's just going to be like, all right, and now it's your turn. So sometimes y'all, we're just doing too much. And that's a very easy solution. We need to look at our schedules and we need to see what can we cut out. I love decluttering. I declutter my home. I declutter my workspace. I declutter my office at home. I declutter my friend list. I mean, I declutter a lot because sometimes we're just too busy and we need to be able to create margin in our lives. And so if you don't have any margin, if you are just going full throttle from 6 a.m. until 12 midnight, that's a problem. 
you have to be able to create space for your marriage. And so if the main reason that you're not in the mood is because you're just doing too much, well, friend, stop doing so much. Number two, sometimes we're dealing with insecurities. That's right. Have you put on some extra weight recently? Or maybe you're too thin. Maybe you don't look like a Kardashian girl and you feel like that's what your husband's into. Or maybe you don't look like Tyrese and you feel like that's what your wife is into. Maybe sometimes you've had a surgery that's disfigured you or some other reason. Maybe there have been past infidelities in your relationship and you are just not secure with being involved intimately with your spouse. Whatever the reasons are, y'all, we've got to be able to deal with these insecurities because they are strongholds. That's what they are. They sit there and they nag us in the back of our minds and they are relentless. And if you keep listening to your insecurities, you will never, ever be able to enjoy a healthy, vibrant marriage. And so this is not something that your spouse is going to be able to fix for you. There are times that we're listening to that old negative tape recorder telling us about ourselves and our weaknesses and our insecurities, and we have to learn how to shut that thing off. We have to learn that, you know what, our spouses, they just love us for who we are. They're not thinking about all these insecurities. That's our job. That's our work that we have to do to rid ourselves of these things. And so if you need to do some work, some emotional heart work to rid yourself of these insecurities, do that. All right, let's talk about unforgiveness. Now, we just did a whole entire episode about unforgiveness and relationships. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that episode. It was really, really helpful. I've heard from a few of you as far as addressing that deep-seated unforgiveness. And this can show up in intimacy. This can show up when you're trying to get in the mood and when you're trying to have sex with your spouse, but you've got that thing that they did and they still haven't apologized for. Yeah, that thing. And it's gnawing at you. And now you're irritable. And now you're angry. And now you're not in the mood. And you're like, forget it. I'm done. I don't want to do this. And so if there's something that you need to forgive, This is why the Bible talks about do not go to bed angry. There's many reasons why you shouldn't go to bed angry, but one of them is because you're not going to really be able to enter in sexually with your spouse if you're mad at them, if you're holding unforgiveness, if you're holding resentment. So if you are holding on to unforgiveness, listen to that podcast episode, get healed and get free from it. All right. What are we on? Number four, number five. Sometimes you guys, we have bad religion. Mm-hmm. What do I mean by that? Well, I grew up in the church, like many of you did too. And in most churches, not all, but most churches, they did not do hmm, the greatest job at teaching us the wondrous beauty of sex. It was like, don't have sex until you get married. Your body is not your own. End of discussion. And so it's very difficult to be raised in that environment and to never see sex celebrated and to never be able to really ask questions or talk about it freely. And then you get married and now you're supposed to flip a switch and you're supposed to be Lolita in the bedroom. Okay, that that doesn't happen. That's not realistic. And so sometimes, and I alluded to this when I did the video on sexless marriage, I talked about how Christian women especially are notoriously underserved in this way. They are not taught a lot of times how to embrace their own sexuality, how to look at their bodies in a beautiful way. 
They're taught that sex is dirty, that it's bad, that it's wrong. And so when they get married, then it's still in their mind dirty and bad and wrong. And it's hard for them to then enter in. And this might be one of the reasons that you find yourself not in the mood. And I would suspect that this is probably something that you're not even aware of. And so if you have been raised with this bad religion, or maybe it wasn't religion, maybe it was from your family of origin, maybe the way that sex was talked about in your home was degrading, or maybe they never, ever, your parents never, ever talked about sex. These are all contributing factors as to why you might feel like sex is somehow bad or wrong, even though you're married and you know that you are supposed to be enjoying it, you don't and you can't and you can't figure out why. It could be because of some bad religion or because of some bad upbringing. All right, y'all, we got to talk about depression because depression is something that affects almost every single aspect of your life. Now, I am not a psychologist. I am not here to diagnose or to give you signs of depression. A quick Google search will do that for you. But I do want to encourage you that if you have been feeling just intense, especially prolonged bouts of sadness, of isolation. You know, at the taping of this podcast, we're still in the middle of COVID-19. And so many of us have not been able to be around our friends and our families, or even if we've seen them, we haven't seen them as much. Our social lives have taken a huge hit and that can cause depression. There can be many, many other forms of depression. And so if you are feeling that, please seek help. There is nothing wrong with seeing a therapist or seeing a counselor and saying, I think I need help. There are tests that they can do and they can determine whether you're dealing with depression because depression can for sure lead to this reason of you never feeling in the mood for sex. So please, please, please take care of your mental health and seek help if you need to. All right. Another reason, y'all, that we sometimes don't feel in the mood is because sometimes we just feel used. Now, I'm going to talk to, and again, I know I'm making generalizations here, but I want to talk to my gropers, okay? (laughs) You guys know I'm talking about. I'm talking about the husband who walks up to his wife and slaps her on the bottom, who pinches and pulls and, and all of that stuff, and really doesn't have a whole lot to do with his wife other than when he's doing that. Husband, if that's you, please stop. That is not enticing. It is not sexy. It is not wanted. And it's difficult for a woman, especially, to enter into sex with her husband when she feels like she's just being used physically, when she feels like he's not emotionally available, he's not spiritually involved, he's not relationally connected, but as soon as it's time to have sex, he's got all the energy and ideas in the world. That's a hard pill to swallow. And so if that's you, sister, my heart goes out to you. I understand. And this is when you need to have that vulnerable conversation with your spouse. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's the husband and you feel used. Maybe the only time that your wife is interested in you is when she needs sex. I suspect that's probably not the case in most marriages, but it could be. It could be you. So if you're feeling used, then you need to be able to talk to your spouse about that. And you need to say, hey, listen, that's not cool. You can't just expect me to engage with you sexually if you're not going to engage with me relationally. And so that's a conversation that needs to be had pronto. 
Now, similar to depression, sometimes there are underlying health conditions. Sometimes there are things that are going on. I'm thinking about women who suffer from low libido or from men who might be struggling with low testosterone levels or what have you. Maybe there's a sickness that you're enduring right now and it's just not causing you to be in the mood. Maybe there's some medications that you're on that are also affecting this chemical imbalance that you're feeling. This is a situation where you might need to go see your primary care physician. You might need to schedule an appointment and say, listen, my marriage is on the line. I need you to help me out, okay? And let them know what's going on. Ask them if there's maybe something that you can do on your part to be able to balance or counterbalance this lack of desire. And I'm sure that your doctor will be more than happy to help you if that is you in this situation. And finally, you guys, can we just be honest? There are times that we don't feel in the mood for sex because we're just plain selfish. I know that's not what you want to hear, but it's the truth. You know, I can't help but to think of a scripture, Philippians 2, 4, and it says, each of you should not look only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And I think how applicable is that in marriage? So many times, y'all, we get caught up in the me, 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 the me movement. I don't feel like it. I'm not in the mood. I'm tired. I'm this. I'm that. And we're not thinking about what our spouses are feeling. We're not thinking about the fact that we're leaving our spouse. Think about this. Think about this for a second, okay? Every other need that your spouse has, whether it's a spiritual need, an emotional need, a recreational need, all of those needs, a financial need, all of those needs can be met by somebody else. If your spouse needs to be filled up spiritually, they can go to a pastor or another Christian friend. If your spouse needs financial needs taken care of, there's other people, there's organizations out there that can help. If your spouse needs recreation, there's a need for that. They've got friends, they've got uh, the gym, they've got other ways that they can meet that need. You are the only answer to your spouse's sexual need. Let that sink in. So when you decide, I just don't want to, I'm just not in the mood, I'm just not feeling it, you are literally leaving your spouse out there to dry, literally, hanging dry by themselves. And y'all, we just got to stop doing this. I am not minimizing that there are some of you who are dealing with some brokenness, some hurt some deep-seated issues in your marriage, and that's contributing to your lack of desire. I get it. I understand. That's what the whole reason that I'm doing this podcast series is to help you out of that. But we can't keep focusing on our brokenness and on our pain. If you are making the decision to remain in your marriage, then a part of that is being sexually available to your spouse. Now hear me, and what I'm not saying is that you have to be on go 24-7 and that you can never say no and that you can't have any me time and that you just always have to be, no, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm really talking about folks who are perpetually saying no, who you're always turning over in the other direction. You're going to bed super early or super late in order to avoid being intimate with your spouse. These are the folks that I'm talking to today. And I'm talking to you all because sex is a beautiful thing. Maybe you haven't enjoyed sex and its beauty with your spouse in a long time. I was listening to someone the other day and they were telling me that they have not had sex with their spouse for two years. Two years, you guys. 
I'm thinking, okay, A, that other spouse must have impeccable self-control or B, that other spouse is being unfaithful. Either way, neither of them are fair. It's not fair that your spouse has to have self-control for two years. And it's not fair that your spouse has felt the need to go outside of his or her marriage in order to get that sexual need met. This is why, you guys, we've got to address, before we even go into any of the other episodes, we've got to be able to address this mood thing. Sometimes you're not going to feel in the mood. Do you know how many times I've had sex when I've not been in the mood? A lot. And I'm being transparent with you because it's just it's just the truth. I'm not always like, "Woo, yeah, baby, bring it on. Like, I'm not always there. There are definitely times that I'm like, oh my gosh, I have had a full day. And like I said in the top of this podcast, sometimes I'm just doing too much. And I've had to say, all right, I'm not going to just look to my own interests. Literally, I like tell myself the scripture, but I have to look to Sean's interests as well. And then, of course, there are times that a conversation needs to be had. If you're constantly feeling like your spouse is always asking, you know, the truth of the matter is our sexual needs are different in marriage. Some spouses, they would have sex multiple times a day, every single day without batting an eye. There are other spouses where once a week is good enough for them. And what we've got to be able to do as married couples is we've got to be able to meet in the middle. We've got to be able to compromise and say it's not all about one spouse or the other. So the answer is not to have sex every single day, multiple times a day. And the answer is not to have sex once a week. The answer is to come up with a solution that both of you feel comfortable with, where both of you have to give and take. That is what marriage is all about. Now, I'm going to give you some real quick tips on how you can actually get yourself in the mood even when you're not feeling it, okay? One, music. Music, music, music. Music affects our emotions. We all know that, right? If you're mad, what kind of music do you want to listen to? Angry, right? You don't want to listen to Celine Dion when you're mad. You want to listen to something that's going to like make you more mad, right? If you're feeling yourself, what are you going to listen to? Beyonce, right? Because you're feeling yourself. You're, you know, or Megan the Stallion or whoever she is. I don't listen to her. But anyway, her. <laughs> you're going to listen to people who make you feel like you are on top of the world. If you're sad, you're going to listen to Celine Dion. You're going to listen to somebody who is going to kind of help you to feel the way that you want to feel. And so the same way, you guys, if you want to be in the mood, turn some music on. Turn on some sexy, clean music. Now, I'm going to let you decide what clean is, okay? For me, I don't want to listen to somebody telling me graphically what they're doing in their bedroom. Like, I'm just not interested. So maybe you like to hear that kind of stuff. All I'm saying is turn you some music on that's going to get you in the mood, that's going to get you prepared, that's going to get your mind right. All right, speaking of mind, number two is sex starts in the morning. You've heard that said before, hopefully. Sex and foreplay starts in the morning. Let's say you're the spouse who you're always being told no, right? Your other spouse is not in the mood. You want to be able to get them in the mood early, okay? So let me talk to my fellas because this is going to be a gem for you. You have got to start that foreplay in the morning. You cannot expect your wife to be like ready to go at 9.30 at night and you've not invested in her all day. Foreplay starts in the morning. So send her a sweet text. Tell her that you love her. 
when you leave the house, don't grab her butt or slap her from the from the behind. Give her a hug, a kiss on the forehead, something. Do something that lets her know that she's more than just her body, okay? But sex starts in the morning. And so sometimes you just got to get your mind right. This is something else that I want to encourage y'all to do. Declutter your bedroom. If your intimate space is full of toys and notebooks and computers and work paraphernalia and laundry and a whole bunch of food trays, I mean, come on. That's not going to help you to be in the mood. So declutter your space. Get into a space where it's clean and organized and inviting. Turn some candles on. A candle, let me tell you the wonders of candles. A candle can change the entire mood of your bedroom. Plus, they just smell great. So pop a candle on. Get your space decluttered and in a position that's actually going to trigger to your mind, "Uh uh-oh, something's about to happen here. So declutter that space. And then I alluded to this earlier. Sometimes you might just need to have a clarifying conversation. If there's been some lingering hurt, some, some unforgiveness, Um, an offense that's happened that hasn't been addressed, do that. Address it. Get it out there in the open. Overcome it so that you can get yourself in the mood. And then lastly, and ladies, I think this is more so for us than guys. Again, I know I'm kind of making some generalizations. Most men are able to compartmentalize things pretty well. So it's like they've got all these compartments in their mind and they don't have anything to do with any of the other compartments. Do you understand what I'm saying? Women, a lot of times, don't have that same capacity. So if your child is sick, there is no sick child compartment that doesn't get touched until you go see your child physically. No, you're thinking about that child all day. You're wondering if their fever went down. Are they coughing? And all the while, your husband's trying to like, you know, give you some good foreplay and you can't engage because you're thinking about your sick child. And then you're thinking about your dog. Did I take the dog to the vet yesterday? Oh my goodness. I think I missed that appointment. If I missed the appointment, I didn't call 24 hours in advance to have it canceled. So now they're going to charge me a fee. Oh my goodness. Speaking of fee, I forgot to pay. And then you start down this whole rabbit trail, right? And you're not able to engage. Listen, ladies and fellas, but mostly ladies, we have to be able to train our minds to focus on what we're supposed to be doing. If you're having sex or about to start, get your mind right. Like I said, the music is going to be great in helping you to do this. But who said relax, relate, release? That's what you need to do. You need to relax. You need to relate and you need to release it. So can we all make um, a collective agreement together that we're going to stop saying, I'm not in the mood. I don't feel like it. Not tonight, honey, again. We're going to stop all that this year. We're going to learn the beauty of sex. We're going to learn some new positions. We're going to take our sex lives to the next level because, y'all, it is over time. I am so sick of people, Christian people especially. I'm going to pick on us Christian folks. I'm a Christian, so I can do it. Us feeling like this is an issue that we don't need to address or, oh, my goodness, I can't believe she's actually talking about that on a podcast Yes, I'm talking about it because if we don't talk about it in the church, who's going to talk about it? I don't want Cosmopolitan Magazine telling me what to do with my husband. That should be a conversation that as Christian brothers and sisters, we're able to have with each other. Now, obviously, if you're not a Christian, I get it. 
you're going to have to probably listen to Glamour and Cosmo and the Kardashian folks. But those are not the people who I want to get my sex advice from. I want to learn what does God say about sex? God is for it. Let me tell you guys, God is not like, sometimes we put God in this box. We think that he's like, you know, missionary position only three times a week. No, no, no. You need to go and read Song of Solomon. That book is rated NC-17. I'm telling you, it is juicy. And that's the God that we serve. He wants us to enjoy sex. He wants us to be uninhibited and free. He wants us to be adventurous and us to have fun and us to completely please our spouses. And so that's the goal of this series. Buckle up, you guys. It's going to be a great ride. I can't wait to share these next episodes with you. Well, I don't know about you, but it's a little steamy over here. I suspect that most of these episodes are going to be that way. So listen, you guys, I want us to engage in this content. I know that I am not the first person who's talked about sex and marriage on a podcast. There are many podcasts that are devoted to talking about how to create a better sex life. And so listen to some of those too. But I think that the content that I'm going to share with you is just going to be real and raw and hopefully really helpful. And that's going to actually help you and your spouse to connect deeper, deeper than you ever have before. So listen, if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, be sure to do so today. And if you've never written a review, would you do me a favor and do so? When you write a review for the podcast, it actually helps the podcast to be seen by more people. So write a review. Let me know how this podcast has encouraged you, how it's blessing you and your marriage. I would love to hear from you. And of course, you guys, we didn't do a Q&A with Dana Shea segment today, but we are going to continue that in the new year. So if you have a question that you want me to address on the podcast, you can send me your questions to Q&A at DanaShea.com. And of course, you can connect with me on Facebook at The Real Relationship Talk, on Instagram at Real Relationship Talk, and send me a direct message. I would love to hear from you. So thank you all so very much for listening. Be sure to share these episodes with someone who you feel like might enjoy this content and who will be encouraged by what we're sharing. Have a great week, you guys. I will see you on the podcast next week. Take care. Once in a generation, a podcast comes along with the power and eloquence to inspire us all. This show will entertain you while you wait for that one. Join two best friends, author and former history teacher John Driver and comedian Johnny W. for hilarious and authentic conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. You can listen to Talk About That wherever you find your podcasts or at lifeaudio.com.